0: and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Media. I'm your host, Juliana Martins. Today, we're going to talk about existing in the public eye. Specifically, we're going to talk about what it's like becoming an established young adult while in the spotlight. How does living under a microscope impact coming of age and defining who you are? We read and watch all about influencers, celebrities, and reality TV stars, but behind all the glitz and glamour, are real people dealing with a lot of the same stuff that everybody else does. So in this episode, I am incredibly excited to introduce you to my friend and star of the hit Bravo series Vanderpump Rules for the past nine years, Sheena Shea. She's here to dish all about her life, the drama, a world-famous musician she was all over the tabloids for dating, and most importantly, how she became the woman she is today. Without further ado, here's Sheena. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited today to have podcast queen, my friend. What am I going to say? You're so many things. I, I Like I said, we were going to talk about your <laughs> accolades. So we have Sheena Shea in the house. I am Hi. so, so excited to be talking with you. And I think this is going to be really fun. Yeah, definitely. Let's get into it. So welcome, welcome. Um, thank you. I'm a, I'm a rookie at this, as you know. Sheena's been giving me some tips a few few weeks ago. I checked all my podcast equipment in my luggage. She's like, "What are you doing?" So I hope like yeah, today you we're got to carry that stuff on. Got to carry it on. I'm taking notes from the experts. so I'm, I'm really excited to do this chat with you. Since you're a seasoned pro, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you. Yeah, of course. So I wanna tell everybody kind of how we know each other. We've we met under fun circumstances, but it's crazy that we're here today. So I was working at a PR agency in New York, and I worked a lot with Sheena's representation at that time. And we we did kind of like a ghost see. They were seeing you guys were seeing like a ton of PR agencies, you and Brock, her fiance that day,
1: right? Like a few different stops. I think so. I think we were just like going around getting like some gifting and whatnot. We stopped by CEG and then I think they were the ones who told us to go over to the agency you were working at.
0: Yeah. So they came over and we had a meeting and just instantly Sheena and Brock and I think we had like a few girls from the team there. We just like had the best conversation. We had all of these ideas flowing. And I know, I think that's when you were you were starting Boy Crazy Merch then, right? Or like all these ideas yeah. for your YouTube channel. And so we were literally trying to think of all of these different ways we could possibly work together. And all of the creative juices were flowing. And then I think maybe like a month or two later, you guys reached out and were coming back to New York for... I don't know if it was watch what happens live or something like just... We
1: did watch what 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 happens live. Brock had a rugby game. We were out there for Super Bowl. I don't remember which time was which, but it was a couple times at the beginning in 2020, like right before the world shut down.
0: Literally right before COVID. Yeah. So we booked them at the Plaza Hotel, which is where one of... The clients I was representing at the time through my old agency. And we met for drinks and we just ended up like having the best time. And I think we ended up spending the whole freaking night going out together, bar to bar. We went to Common Ground until like 5 a.m. And this was like literally right before COVID. This was before the world just ended as we know it. And it was so fun. And we just ended up hanging out that whole weekend and, and. Came friends and now she's on the podcast. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> and so I know I, I just moved to LA and I reconnected with you and Brock a few months ago. Um, Now I'm working with Brock and
1: and we went to Pump. Do we go to Pump? Tom Tom, Pump, right? Tom Tom, Tom Tom. Yeah, Pump. Pump is next door. We haven't been there yet, but we can Pump's go there okay. too. we'll have to do Pump next. So we went to Tom Tom. It's
0: what? that's one of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to hear more about, I'm just so curious, like you've been literally in this public eye, reality TV world for 10 years now or so. And so I want to hear more about like how you all stumbled upon that. So you were living in LA. I just rewatched the Hills actually, and saw that you were on that show. I had no idea. Oh my I God. just saw your face. I so was like, Wait, ago. what? Like, what? how are you on the Hills? And did you just stumble into reality TV?
1: Was that the first show you were on? Or just, I'm like, explain that. <laughs> so The Hills was kind of like my first taste at reality TV. So my best friend, Stacy, we were roommates at the time. And she was working at this restaurant called, or it was in a restaurant. Actually, did they serve food there? I don't know. Dive bar on Fairfax called The Dime. And they ended up filming the show there one night. She had a little bit of a scene with Spencer, and then that became a thing where—because that show was scripted. So that's the difference with Vanderpump. Ours is very real. This show is very scripted. So because there was, like, a thing with her and Spencer, and he was with Heidi, then they wanted her to come out to a club that night with, like, a few of her girlfriends, and then Heidi was going to show up, and Stacy was going to look like the homewrecker, and it was just this whole thing. So— I was one of those friends. She's like, you know, you have to come with me to Home film this. squad. And it was so funny because after we filmed this scene, Heidi came up to us after and she was like, sorry, like I had to be rude to you. You know, that's like my job. And like, I was like, oh, okay. I guess this is how reality TV is. It's just fake. Like, you go, you fight, and then after you, like, get a drink together. But, um, no, it was just that show. So, was Wait, so you had no my... idea that it was scripted? You were just like,
0: what no. did I walk into? This girl's, like, I don't know if they're throwing drinks, but, like, this girl's being so dramatic, then afterwards you're like, okay. Uh, yeah, no, okay. I had no idea.
1: So, I mean, we're just, like, fighting with her, and, you know, I'm backing up my friend. I was like, look, we just came out to a club tonight. Like, we're not trying to hit on your man. Like, he is not any of our types. Like, don't worry. He invited us over to his table, like, it's all innocent, but then I realized, oh, they're trying to build this storyline and whatever, and then Stacy became a character on, like, the last, like, season and a half of the show. So that was my first little taste of reality TV, and then um, I had been working at a cigar lounge and a restaurant in Beverly Hills, and when I actually got fired from there because a story came out that I was seen or whatever with John Mayer and he was a member of this private club that I worked at and you weren't allowed to fraternize with the members but he was a member of the New York club I was working in Beverly Hills I had no idea but I got fired. And it's so, John Mayer. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll quit the job that day for John yeah. Mayer. <laughs> so one, uh, there was another girl who had gotten fired for the same thing. And then she was like, well, it's, you know, discrimination if you're not going to fire Sheena for the same thing. And I was like, okay, I'll quit. You can fire me whatever. So I call up my friend from college and I was like, I'm freaking out. Like I just got fired or quit my job. I don't even remember what it ended up being, but I was like, I need a job. And he's like, Oh, I just started at this place called Villa Blanca. It's around the corner from where you're working in Beverly Hills. I'll introduce you to the owners. Their names are Ken and Lisa. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I walk over to Villa Blanca. I meet Ken Todd He, I remember this so vividly. We're like standing on the corner of Brighton and Camden. And he was like, Well, you're not very good looking and you don't have much personality, but I'll give you a shot. And I was like, What? Oh, British humor. Got it. Okay. So he's like, Can you start tonight? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. There was another job that I was like working on the side at this like club and I was supposed to work there that night. So I was like, I was like, he's like, can you not start tonight? And I'm like, can I, can I do tomorrow? He's like, okay, tomorrow. Started the next day, had to work a double shift, messed up his dinner order. It was like a whole thing. I have like vivid memories of like starting working for Ken and Lisa. But lo and behold, fast forward a decade later, nine successful seasons of a reality show came out of it. So I like to think that, you know, if it wasn't for John Mayer, I wouldn't be on Vanderpump Rules. John Mayer, this (laughs) one's for you. Thank you. The whole
0: reality TV world thanks you. Yeah. And so you, you were at Villa Blanca and then, so how did you get involved with Sir? Because that's where the show Vanderpump Rules yeah. takes place, So right?
1: Sir was like the cooler sister restaurant. Like everyone who worked at Villa Blanca like wanted to work at Sir. They did like sexy Sundays. They had all these like really cool photo shoots. And Tom Sandoval and I were working at Villa Blanca. He was dating Kristen Doty at the time. She was working at Sir and when they had this idea to do the show, Lisa had asked if Tom and I could start picking up shifts at Sir because they wanted to base it at Sir, not at Villa Blanca. So we started working over there just to get to know everyone there. And immediately Stasi didn't like me because I was the home wrecking whore. Oh, wow. yeah. We, so we don't So then love it that. just, yeah, of course, like production loved that. So they're like, okay, bitches we have so bitches. much here. So then I worked doubles for like, I don't know, a year or two. I would work lunch at Villa Blanca, dinner at Sir. And I mean, I worked there up until just a couple years ago. Yeah. And so, like, you guys were literally like bringing that. So
0: you said the hills was super scripted, but you guys just like, this was your life. Like, all this stuff oh, that this was just happening. Oh, this happened. Like, like, like just I'm happened. literally,
1: <laughs> tray passing goat cheese balls when they're filming one, I think it was maybe the season finale of Beverly Hills Housewives, or they're filming something there. And I see this tall blonde woman who I knew because there was this hot guy, Eddie, who was an actor who I dated, who back in 2006, first of all, there was no iPhones, there's no... Instagram, there was none of this social media stuff. I had no idea who he was. I think I looked up his IMDb and I was like, oh, that's the guy from Third Watch or whatever. I didn't I Google know him. Like, I didn't do any of that. I think I barely, I still had like MySpace then. So uh, I had no idea that he was married. And once obviously I found out and all of this came out, I knew who his wife was. And it's this gorgeous blonde model Who I now see when I have a tray of goat cheese balls in my hand, and I was like, "Wait, what? Since when did she she on this show?" Oh, she knew. Um, Oh, yeah. You have to go back and watch this. Like, (laughs) watch. Then she was like, "Oh, I was a huge fan, so maybe she's she's watching that episode." You have to go back and see this. It was so awkward. I'm like there in my little dress with my goat cheese balls. And then she's like, Oh, that's that girl. Like she, Marie. Cause she just knew my name from like tabloids. She didn't even know how to say my name. And then I like go over to Lisa and I was like, Oh my God, like I can't be here. And Lisa's like, yeah, you need to leave. And then Stassi's like, you're a homewrecking whore. And I was like, I didn't know he was married. And Then Vanderpump Rules started with me sitting down, apologizing, and having a conversation with Brandy. Oh, my God. And so this was because they were on, Lisa Vanderpump is on Real
0: Housewives of Beverly Hills or was on at that time. So it was this like they were filming The Housewives
1: and and this all happened and you had like no idea this was happening? Yeah, yeah. No, I was like, I got to go. I got to go. There's camera here, camera there. I was like, I'm not wearing a mic. Like, I'm not supposed to be what? filming. So then, like, someone runs over with, like, a boom mic to try and, like, get my audio. And I was like, I need to go now. Do you think that they did that on
0: purpose? Like, do you think the producers knew, obviously? Think? Okay, yeah, that was a, that was a dumb <laughs> question,
1: Julia. But here's hooky. the thing. It is L.A. It is a very small, big town. There have been... So many awkward encounters that I have randomly off camera had with friends not involved in entertainment whatsoever. So it's LA. but come that's on, insane. <laughs> um, wow,
0: well, I, I feel like LA is like even smaller than New York. Oh um, yeah, it's so small. And so you were on the show from obviously like such a young age and that's so traumatic and dramatic. How did that shape, like, how you grew up? Like, you've literally grown into this adulthood, into who you are today with all of this going on the last 10 years or so. So, I mean, how does that yeah. affect
1: you? I think it definitely... is like, everything. I mean, that, yeah, that was always, like, the cool aspect of it because I always knew I wanted to be in entertainment ever since I was a little kid. So the recognition is one of the fun parts about it. I think it definitely taught me how to not give a fuck about people's opinions because, you know, I'm thrown into this limelight as not only a home-wrecking whore, but also a star fucker because it was John Mayer. Now it's Eddie Cibrian. And it was like, and then as you found out, like um, last star night fucker. on Vanderpump Rules, there was Jesse Metcalf and it's like, the list goes on and on. So um, that's yeah, was a wasn't good a, list, Sheena. It, that's what Andy Sheena, said on Happens Live yes. last week. Yeah, and there's wow. more. But um, yeah, I had a good list. I crushed it in 2006 and seven in Hollywood, okay? So um, yeah, it kind of just, you know, forced me to have this thick skin, though, because people are saying so many negative things about me, and it's like, I can either let that, you know, break me, or I can just become a stronger person from it and not let what people say gets to me. Yeah. So, I mean, like you
0: said, all this Eddie stuff, John Mayer stuff happened without Instagram and without social media. And so like, what, what has it been like growing into where you are today with social media? You mentioned MySpace, and that's that at this point, but there's Instagram, Twitter, everything and everything, you know, like trigger fingers, like anything Everything is happening all the time. And so how has that kind of, I guess, like how have you been dealing with that with the trolls? Like you you are
1: super confident. and like You are super back. comfortable. Okay. Thank you. No, I do. I like to put people in their place. I have fun with that sometimes. And people will awesome. respond to me and be like, you know, like don't pay these people any attention. Like you don't have to explain yourself to anyone. I'm like, oh, I know I don't have to. And it doesn't bother me that I am. But I will always defend my man. I will always speak my truth. And if someone is saying something that's not true, I'm going to state the facts. So it's not like I'm like sitting at home crying because someone said something mean. I'm just like, well, I'm going to put you on blast and I'm going to correct you because that's incorrect. And my favorite thing to do with trolls is to correct their grammar. Because like, if you're going to come at me, use proper punctuation, spell words correctly, use the right your and you apostrophe, R-E, your... Like, oh, that is my biggest pet peeve. Insult honestly. me properly, people.
0: I <laughs> can honestly learn something from you. And I'm, I'm sure it's, it's taken like a while or it took a bit to like grow into this comfortability you are in today with like yourself. You're just like, fuck it. Like, I, yeah. this is literally you not know, personal.
1: I know who I am. And at the end of the day, I don't need to answer to strangers on the internet, but they are the reason I have a job. So yeah, I'm very of thankful for them, but I will always, you know, like I said, defend my man or call out something that is incorrect.
0: How did you get to that point? Like, was it always like that when you first started this? Or was this all like, oh
1: my God, this is horrible. I'm in the tabloids, or now you're you're just like, whatever. How did you get to that point? Honestly, ever since I was a little kid, I always liked being the center of attention. So I'm like, you know, that whole saying, any press is good press. I just always tried to live by that. (laughs) Any publicity is good publicity. So I'm like, yeah, you look like a home wrecking whore, but It's a good picture in the tabloid. So (laughs) I just try to always see the the positive and the negative. Yeah, of course.
0: And so do you think that like all this hate and like having these publicized relationships, I mean, like you're going through it right now and you're, you guys are both handling it with grace. Do you think you. you would have like changed the way you approached relationships or are you
1: okay with like how everything's panned out? I'm so okay with how everything's panned out because it's brought me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, in hindsight, like I definitely got in my last relationship with Rob way too quickly coming off a divorce. I took zero time to process what I was going through. And so then when him and I broke up, it was just like, I was hit with a ton and a ton of bricks because I felt like I was going through the divorce and the breakup at the same time. I was devastated and uh, I moved to Vegas. I ended up getting an awesome job doing a show called Sex Tips for Straight Women from a Gay Man and headlined that at the Paris Hotel on the Vegas Strip. I was on every billboard and cab top and like it was a dream come Amazing. true and none of that would have happened if I was still in that relationship. And so I feel like, you know, everything happens for a reason and everything leads you to where you're supposed to be totally and and then like you said like
0: you signed up for this like you kind of knew this was gonna happen but like obviously you never know what it's like until you're living in it so like how does it feel just like people know everything about you and they think they're entitled to everything about you and like sometimes there's no privacy and there's like very serious stuff that happens and like everyone knows it like that's that's so weird to comprehend like I can't wrap my mind around that
1: like as but I mean, this has been your your life. It's been so long now that it's like I don't know any other way. So okay. I feel like I I don't even filter myself necessarily, but I'm very aware like everything I post, I make sure that, you know, I'm not going to offend someone that. I do things properly. If I post Summer in her car seat, I make sure the chest strap is where it's supposed to be. Just like all of these little things that I have to think about that most people, you know, they just post a photo of their kid in a car seat. They would never think about are the straps adjusted properly because someone might say something, but it's like I have to think about all of those things. So it's frustrating at times, but I'm so thankful for where I'm at in life and this platform I do have. And, you know, it, it makes you accountable. And uh, I think Brock is really learning that this season, you know, having to face the ugliest truths of his past. But he's handling it as well as he possibly can. You know, he has been an open book about everything. He's not lying about anything. And uh, that's the thing with reality TV. Any skeleton you have in your closet, it will come out maybe not all on your first season, (laughs) like him. Poor Brock. (laughs) Brock, it comes out, yeah, I know. He he was just planning on, you know, coming on the show just to support me and just to, like, be my plus one. And then it's like, boom, everything about him just personally came out. And then, you know, he's in the opening credits. (laughs) And so do you
0: think that, obviously, you know, I think I already know the answer to this. Like, being in the spotlight kind of like makes you have to deal with that. Like he, there was literally no other option. Like this literally happened. And so it makes you have to deal with things head on. And I I can't tell you like I, so I, I work with Brock and I have like a friendship with Brock and Sheena. And I've just like seen this stuff unfold on a personal level. And obviously in the media with you guys and, oh, you guys are, you're just in such, you're, you're just good. You're good people. And you guys are handling this like as a unit. And it's really inspiring to see it. It's like not, it's very serious. It's not getting you guys down. Like you guys are a family and you're strong and united and like watching you guys on watch what happens live. Like you are truly like there for each other and, and dealing with this together. And that's something like it's inspiring like that you guys have to do this and it was just so just it's a lot yeah it is it's a lot (laughs) I can't even imagine what was your goal when you moved to LA so I know you you stumbled into this reality tv but you said you always kind of wanted to be in entertainment so what was your goal before, like when you moved there and where did you move from? I actually don't know where you're from.
1: So I'm from just outside of LA. I grew up in Azusa, which is just outside of like Pasadena. So it's like the, it's right there. Yeah. The Valley, but a little more East, not, um, like the Sherman Oaks Valley that people talk about. So I grew up like with a fake ID going to clubs in Hollywood and was always in the LA area. I wanted to get into acting or broadcast journalism and do like entertainment news hosting. So I got my degree in broadcast journalism communication studies. I started doing hosting with Young Hollywood when I first graduated college and was out in L.A. I auditioned a bunch for music videos, TV shows, movies, did a ton of that. And then when I got this opportunity to do... Vanderpump Rules. I was like, mm, I don't know about that because, like, I you know want to be a serious actress, and once you do reality TV, you're known for reality TV. So I was very apprehensive in the beginning. And when I sat down with the producers, they said that they wanted to make a show about people working in the service industry trying to make it in the entertainment industry. So I was like, Oh, well, if you're gonna cover, you know, what I actually. Want to do. And at the time, I had started my very short lived uh, music career, as I say that in air quotes. So I was like, okay, yeah, this will be fun. What was your song called? Oh, Good as Gold. I have gold several, gold. actually. I forgot how oh. many songs I actually did. I started with What I Like, and I did Good as Gold, Shake That, Better Off. There's another one I did. What was it? Was One saying, more time. I, I need yeah, to go I've back and check all this out. Like a boss. I've done quite a few. I've got quite a few hits. But um, yeah, so I was super down to be a part of a show that was going to also show, you know, what I was trying to do with my career.
0: Yeah. And it's awesome, though, because you've had so much longevity and, and this has given you opportunity to do so many other things. And so it's funny that that was a worry you had because it's like now yeah. it's just like no, she's oh, good. Oh, totally. So if you could yeah. go back and tell your younger self anything before Vanderpump, what
1: what would it be? Ooh, I don't even know if I would tell myself anything before Vanderpump. I think I would go back a few years and just tell myself that like I didn't need to worry about you know a relationship or having a baby or any of those things that I was worrying about in like my early 30s because it was all going to work out. I, you know, froze my eggs twice. I didn't think based on what my AMH levels were when I checked my fertility that I could get pregnant naturally. So that was always something I was worried about. And I had psychics tell me like, oh, you're going to have natural children. And I'm like, yeah, we'll see. I've never been pregnant in my life. Like, who knows? So I think I would just tell myself, you know, not to worry and that everything was going to work itself out because at the time when I was going through the divorce followed by the breakup, it just felt like the end of the world. It was just the worst thing ever. And, you know, it was like, now I need to freeze my eggs because I'm never going to have baby. I'm going to be single forever. And I just, it was a really hard time in my life that I wish I could have just told myself, like, don't worry, your Aquaman's coming.
0: (laughs) He's literally Aquaman. It's like Aquaman and Thor had a
1: baby, and it's Brock.
0: And he, like, runs around in his, like, cheetah speedos. He's literally Tarzan, (laughs) too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's Tarzan. He's Aquaman. He's Thor. He's everything. He's the best. Everything. Yeah. I love that. Um, he was the beast for Halloween. <laughs> oh, that was so
0: good. You guys have to, oh my God, that was the cutest picture. I looked every time I see a picture of summer, I just like, it's like that emoji of those like cute little eyes. I'm just like, yeah, oh my God. I she's think just that a too. small bean. Like she's so I know. cute. She is picture, the best. Oh, whose idea was that? The the Beauty and the Beast costume. And what was she? Was she a teacup? What was she? She was Chip.
1: She was cup. Yeah, a little teacup. So I wanted to do that when Brock and I met for our first Halloween, but we ended up spending that Halloween in Australia. And in Australia, they don't do Halloween like we do in West Hollywood or America, yeah. really. So I had my costume, and then we went to go like rent him one. In Australia, when we were figuring out what we were going to do for the night, it was like people just like draw whiskers and put on ears and it's like, I'm a mouse. Duh. Like that's like Australia Halloween. So I was like, we shouldn't waste these like costumes. I'm like, we'll just do it next year. And then pandemic. So I was like, we'll do it next year. But we didn't know when we were going to be Beauty and the Beast that we would have our little chip. And so we just made it a whole family costume. That was my favorite
0: out of everything on Halloween. They they went all out. It was so good. It was Um, really cute. So moving a little bit, moving routes, do you have a publicist? And if so, or multiple publicists even,
1: how did you know when it was time to get one? So it was um, season three when I was getting married. One of my girlfriends who was a Disney actress when she was younger she had a publicist that she was like, you need to meet him because you need to get press around your wedding. Like you should have an exclusive. You should be on magazine covers. And I was like, at the time, the show was still so new. Like I knew it was successful. Obviously we were picked up for our third season, but I couldn't afford a publicist at the time. Like it's not like we were making a ton of money then. I didn't have a lot of jobs outside of the show and sir. So I was like, well, it depends. Like, I don't know if I'll be able to afford him. And she introduced me to my still publicist, Mark. He came in with her to Villa Blanca. I waited on them. He said that he would do all of the press around my wedding for free. And if I was happy with his work, then we could discuss something that would work with my budget at the time. And I got that cover chip on a magazine. That was like the first time I was on a cover of a magazine. I had been in several magazines as, you know, a home wrecking whore, but this was something happy. So he just crushed it with all of the press he got us and the exclusives and all of that for my wedding that I've just never let him leave my side. And we've worked together every month and year since that was 2014. Yeah. I had no idea you've been working with him that long. Like
0: yeah. I know... I, I know she has a publicist guys. Like I've been <laughs> looped into conversation with him and that's crazy. Like he must yeah. so well. I was wondering like when we were doing watch what happens live, he was just like, boom, 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 knew everything to do. And I was like, oh my God, like he's like showing me the ropes. Cause that was my like, yeah. like one of my second, second time booking someone for watch what happens live. Um, or like not booking somebody, but just like going through that process. Mm-hmm. And he like knew everything at the, snap of a finger. So that makes sense now. He's been working with you for so
1: long. He's been doing it for five, six seasons now. So yeah, he's the best. And that's always the goal. You know, when you find someone you like to work with, that they're with you for the length of your career. I've been through managers and lawyers in the past, and I feel like I finally have the best team surrounding mm-hmm. me. And like, this is it. I don't ever want to take another meeting with another lawyer, manager, publicist, hopefully now podcast company. I just signed with the new one. So I just feel Dying. like everything's like good and settled and I'm just in a really good place right now. That's so good. And then does Bravo also give you a publicist? So they have a network publicist. We've been through a few of those, but the one that we have right now, I absolutely adore her and she's been with us for several years. So that's always good because then she loops in, you know, with you for Brock, with Mark for me. Yeah. And she's great. Yeah. I also need the answer to that question. (laughs) She's
0: (laughs) awesome. Love working with her but that's cool that you have it from both angles, like Mark's more personal and mm-hmm. they obviously like work together. We all work together since yeah. obviously like I, I work with Brock. And so it's like everybody kind of has a team member and it's super collaborative and you guys are a unit. And so sometimes we all have to be in communication. So that's really exciting. And you do have a really good team around you. They're so yeah. great. So that's exciting. Definitely. Um. So do you think that press from the show has helped you like kick off other business ventures. I know we kind of talked about that a little bit. Not that you wouldn't, but like the show and press has like helped you with these opportunities. I know you just
1: have a new partnership. You're doing a clothing line collaboration, right? Yes, so um, that just launched today, actually. It's with Bella Boss, which is so exciting. I've always wanted to do a capsule collection collab with an existing company. Like, I've seen Kourtney Kardashian with Pretty Little Thing or Carly Bible with Misguided, and I'm like, God, I would like to do something like that, and now I am. So, obviously, the show has opened so many doors and brought so many opportunities my way, which I am so thankful for but some of yeah the biggest things you know starting my podcast definitely this capsule collection with Bella Boss headlining the show in Vegas and uh, getting to travel and do appearances whether it was performing my song or whatever in the past so like fun. it's been so much fun i'm so thankful for all of the doors it's opened for sure. Absolutely. And I think like you're definitely
0: obviously had dinner with you guys at Tom Tom and you're definitely so recognizable. And I think that's like from all the press, like you are like a household name. And I think that can hugely be attributed to the show press, social media, like kind of everything, but absolutely agree. Yeah. And then do you have anything on the horizon that
1: you're excited about or that you're working on that you're allowed to talk about? Um, I am working on developing two different product lines that I don't want to say what they are yet because it's early stages, but one of them, we just got samples sent today. I saw photos. I don't have them in hand yet, but that's really exciting, and that will be launching in spring. It's something I've wanted to do for a really long time. So that is exciting. And then the other one, we just had our first meeting. So that's super early stages. Hoping if we can speed things up, maybe a late winter launch, if not, probably also spring. Wow, that quick. Yeah, so hopefully. But those are two things that are exciting that I will discuss as soon as I can. My podcast is moving over to Dear Media which I am so excited. I have so many friends who have shows there and I've just always heard the most amazing things about this company. So I really hope that this is gonna be shenanigans forever home. And, uh, you know, YouTube will still be up every week. I have my Patreon that we've been posting exclusive content on and yeah, stay tuned. That's so exciting. Well, thank yeah. you so, so much for coming thank on you. and talking
0: about just growing up in the spotlight, everything Vanderpump and PR. And this was really fun. Like it's fun to like get to know you better, even though I do know you like all the, I haven't heard all this stuff before. So I'm, I, I was so no, interested sure. here. And I think like everyone's going to be so excited to, to listen to all this.
1: Yeah. And you have a great podcast voice. This was so fun. Thank you. Um, yeah. How can our listeners find you? everything pretty much is at sheena s-c-h-e-a-n-a and yeah check out my new capsule collection with the bell boss
0: i'm obsessed with those pictures i'm literally gonna go like break my credit card what is it Their break the bank right after this so <laughs>
1: cute they're so I'm cute there's so, so many cute items Yay. Well, thank you thank you
0: Behind the Media is a Red Rock music podcast and is powered by ACAST. I'm your host, Juliana Martins. Our producer is Emma Martins. Our executive producer is Red Yokim. For more, follow us on Instagram at Behind the Media Podcast. New episodes weekly available wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back next week for another look Behind the Media.